Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Dave Taylor with you in night one of WrestleMania in the books. And uh, thanks for uh, checking us out. Okay, we are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. FM 99s and 106.9 The Fox's only wrestling podcast. Give me a quick second here because I'm uh, doing some uh, quick retreats on uh, on social media and everything else. But again, thanks for checking us out. FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox's only wrestling podcast. You can find us under the media tab on the Fox website at 1069thefox.com and also at fm99.com as well. And uh, we're here tonight to review uh, night one of wrestlemania and i tell you what you know we, we complain a lot ah this sucks this is terrible the booking is terrible um holy smokes uh what a night what a, what a great night of uh wrestlemania i uh thoroughly enjoyed it uh but i was worried though because uh, the first uh couple of matches uh were, were kind of blah and then uh and then all of a sudden someone said you know let's just take the gas pedal and step on it and uh, we we will uh, do that again. Thanks to uh, Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. Uh, get a quick uh, get the business out of the way. One zero six nine to Fox dot com, FM nine nine dot com. You want to find us on the media tab, and uh, maybe you're you're not watching the video, but you're uh, checking us out here uh, at uh, listening to us on a podcast app. And uh, if you're new to us, uh, search any uh, podcast app you use. The search ESPR Wrestling. You'll find us SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google. And, uh, and, you know, if you hear like me talking about comments and stuff, because we go live a lot and I'll read the comments that are uh, coming in tonight. And we do go live on Facebook and Twitter and uh, you reach us at ESPR 99 on any of those channels and uh, give us a like, give us a follow and make sure you get the notifications of when we go live. And if you love to email us, we do get a lot of messages on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, you can also email us if you like to go old school. Uh, at ESPR 90 F, at FM99.com. So without further ado, and it's great to see uh, who's here tonight. Got Alicia here. Uh, we got Philip here. We got Michael who loved the show. Michael, I will give you the same grade as, as WrestleMania, uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, Jordan said it was a, uh amazing night. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Hey, Matt Hall checking in. Matt, thanks for uh, checking in. And uh, let's do it. Let's uh, run down the card and the uh, first match of the night, which uh, ended up being the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. And, uh, you know, this was um, a match, I think, that changed. I mean, the outcome, I think, was going to be what it was. Uh, but during the uh, match, uh, Rick Boogs – wait, sorry, let me do that. Rick Boogs um, – <laughs> he attempted to pick up both Usos. And in a spot where, at first when it happened um, – you know, it kind of seemed like one of those like planned spots. I thought maybe they were going to work on his knee and everything else. Um, but we uh, find out that, uh, no, it's worse than that. Uh, Rick Boog's uh, injury is legit. A torn quadriceps patella. He is going to need surgery. So once he went down to that match, and I figured, you know, he didn't come back. He didn't go on the ring apron. That it was a legit injury. And the fact that they had to carry him out of the stadium... The fact that I carry him out should have uh, should have been a sign that that was a serious injury. So I, I you know, first I thought maybe the Usos were not going to retain this uh, title, but uh, you know, Shinsuke did as much as he could, and they got to the uh, the ending there. But uh, what, what is this here uh, from uh, from Jordan? Uso should have lost. It's Rick Boogs. You're right, Jordan. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, it's quite the injury. The fact that uh, he has to have surgery is, um, you know, that's tough. Uh, I like the guy. He's he's really strong. Um, and, um, you know, just in the moment, his body said, you know, I can't do this. And uh, the guy went down. And it's a shame because uh, of all the years of WrestleMania, um, and I, you know, other than The Rock getting hurt, uh, the match against John Cena, I can't think of other big injuries taking place because um, that was the only. I mean, that was a pretty big injury itself because it completely changed that match between uh, Cena and The Rock uh, for the uh, twice in a lifetime match. But uh, but the Usos retained. It was an okay match. It, it maybe this would have been different. Uh, without the injury and stuff. But even before that, uh, I, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't like bocce or anything, but it was just, uh, it was an okay match. And I was kind of worried that, uh, that uh, you know, it was like, well, this is a, not a good sign for WrestleMania. It wasn't the, like the best match to kick off the show. And then you have, um, you know, the injury happen. And you're like, oh, man, you know, like what, what's going on here? And uh, they replayed it later in the show. So, but if you go back and watch the first match, because uh, I think Alicia came in late in the uh, show, um, happens to you a few minutes in. And uh, again, like he goes to the outside of the ring and, uh, <laughs> and you have, uh, and you have uh, Rick Boogs uh, being injured, uh, but not, you know, it, it was only a seven minute match. So Alicia, if you go back and watch it. Uh, it felt longer. But obviously, once uh, Rick went down, uh, they got to the ending uh, pretty quickly uh, because it kind of came in a two-on-one in that situation. So the Usos retain in that match. Uh, the next match was uh, probably the big no-brainer of the night of who was going to win. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Happy Corbin. Uh, Madcap Moss in uh, Happy's uh, corner. Uh, you know, I thought at one particular – and they were setting up for it, but one particular moment where Madcap got on the apron – uh, it didn't lead to a distraction um, on Happy Corbin, where Drew was able to take advantage of that. And, you know, at some point, these guys are, are going to break up. Um, you know, and I don't know who will be the face. Uh, Bad Cat Moss, by the way, uh, your winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which probably doesn't mean anything. But uh, congrats to him on winning on Friday. Uh, and we did see, for the first time, was uh, somebody kicking out the end of days. And, uh, you know, I thought it was an all right match. Michael thought the match was way better than they expected. You know, it's weird, Michael, is that I thought this was going to be a pretty good match, and I thought it was just average. I figured these guys got pretty good chemistry. Um, you know, they're they're making McIntyre to be a, you know, he's, he's going to go after a face Roman, I'm assuming, uh, after Mania, if Roman wins tomorrow, uh, unless they pull some sort of shock. But, uh, but he's next in line. And... Um, you know, kicking out at the end of the days, obviously that's a big sign. Nobody's ever done that before. Um, you know, that was like probably the one of the most protective moves, finishers in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, for that to happen, um, you know, it's a big sign for Drew. At least that feud is over. And, and uh, Drew McIntyre takes the sword at the end of the match. And, well, he cut two out of the three ring ropes. So we do know that sword is real. And, uh you know, so uh, there you go, because they had to fix the uh, ring ropes, which actually affected some of the next match. So they couldn't do uh, certain spots uh, because the ring ropes uh, had to be repaired after that match. But, um, you know, it does do a lot for Drew McIntyre. 
Uh, but uh, Michael doesn't agree with me. Michael doesn't think that's going to be Drew going after uh, Roman Reigns after this. But uh, Michael, I, I think I know what uh, name you're going to mention here. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I, I think uh, you know that might give somebody nightmares uh, if we go to that. But uh, but you know Drew is good, and um, you know Jordan said he liked him a lot. Impact Wrestling, quite the rebound that this guy had in his career. Cause you know, when he first came up and he was the chosen one and everything else. And uh, you know, it seemed like the, you know, there's going to be a lot going on. Didn't succeed. It didn't work for whatever reason. Uh, you know, if you go back to, uh, we, we interviewed Drew McIntyre, I think it was one of our earlier shows. Uh, you know, if you want to go back about 200 episodes in our podcast history. And uh, we, we asked Drew about, you know, whether or not, you know, it was too soon and everything else. And the man is very reasonable. It was a great interview. Uh, and just talking about all that stuff and uh, just for him to leave and kind of come back and find himself uh, was fantastic. And, um, you know, and, and the guy, I, I think, you know, did not get enough credit for carrying WWE on the shoulders, basically, uh, during the uh, pandemic for a good part of that. And, uh, you know, he definitely deserves a run with the title when there's an audience. He definitely deserves that so uh yeah i see a lot of drew fans out there kev uh thanks for uh, checking in tonight we are reviewing wrestlemania night one and we just talked about uh drew mcintyre versus happy uh, corbin and stuff so they fix the ropes and then we go back to our tag match and i will say this between the celebrity appearances that was coming up i, I i'm still looking forward to the match tomorrow with Sami Zayn. And uh, Johnny Knoxville. That was the one I really wanted to see. This one I wasn't really crazy about, but I changed my mind. Halfway through the match, Ray and Dominic Mysterio taking on The Miz and Logan Paul. And um, I was wrong on the outcome of this. I thought the Mysterials would win. I thought, you know, they'd hit the 619 on Logan Paul and win the match, which was about to happen. And um, and if you saw it really quickly, was The Miz tagging himself in and then getting the win on the, on the Mysterials in the match. And then, of course, uh, giving the uh, uh, skull-crushing finale to Logan Paul afterwards uh, for whatever reason. But I will say this, um, and I'm asking everybody who's out there right now who, who watched that match, and um, who was better, Logan Paul or Bad Bunny? Now, Logan took more of the bumps, um, but I thought, you know, Bad Bunny's move execution was good. But for Logan Paul to do the three amigos... And then, and then the splash and everything else. Um, you know what? When these celebrities come in and take this stuff seriously, it, it's I, I love it because it, uh, it it just makes it better. Because there's been a few that have come in that just aren't good or, you know, just like, oh, okay, whatever. Bad Bunny takes it seriously and Logan Paul was was great. And, uh, and well, Michael says, uh, Logan looked better than Bunny other than not selling that double cross. Well, I mean, he kind of did. I mean, he kind of was like shaking it off at the end. I enjoyed this match a lot more than I uh, thought I was. And I thought at this point, okay, WrestleMania is getting better because I was about to just completely uh, trash the show. But, uh, yeah, Michael uh, says, yeah, Paul better than the bunny. Jordan says uh, Logan Paul was actually, actually was good. Yeah, uh, probably, if not the best uh, celebrity appearance, uh, probably number two on that list. But, uh, yeah, him and Bad Bunny, one and two, no matter how you want to put it. I think Bad Bunny, I think we just like because it was more surprising of what we got because we never seen a celebrity do that before. And the Logan Paul, who made a lot of appearances and was doing some stuff 
he was uh, he was great tonight. A uh, very enjoyable match. And uh, Phillips asking, is this a face turn for the Miz? I I, I don't know. I think it's just a heel attacking a heel. And, um, you know, I don't know. But I will say this. At that point, when the Miz did that, he had the biggest pop of the night so far. Because uh, I thought the, the audience at that point was, yeah, it was okay. And then when he did that, um, that, that got a great pop. And, you know, the crowd got into that match towards the end. And that was just great storytelling. I mean, it was an 11-minute match. And uh, it's just the way that went, you know, the, the crowd ate it up. And that that's what you want in that match. And there was a lot of that tonight, which worked out really well for Saturday Night WrestleMania. And uh, that was great. The, uh, the next match, and I'm trying to figure out what is the better match in the card. Because right now, they just, like, stepped on the gas and kicked butt with the next couple of matches. The uh, Raw Women's Championship match between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Um, and we'll get to Charlotte and Ronda in a little bit, but uh, but after seeing this match, I felt like this match should have closed the show other than the uh, KO Steve Austin segment because I know what they're going for there. But uh, what a tremendous match. I, I love the uh, beginning of this match where they set it up where, you know, you think it was going to be almost like a repeat before with, uh, you know, Becky setting up Bianca and everything else with the false finishes in this match. Um you had the sequence at the outside where, uh, you know, you almost thought that Bianca was going to be counted out. Great segment there. Uh, then the end of this match, uh, the, you know, the sequence where Becky is, you know, is, is going, uh, you know, for the manhandle slam on the uh, top rope. And then uh, Bianca flips over that, ends up uh, turning it to the KOD and pins Becky and everything. By the way, uh, Becky's haircut, completely different look. And uh, and, uh, kind of digging it. Um, It was a different look. But uh, there was a spot where uh, Becky did jump off the top rope. And I don't know if it was going to be a drop kick or if it was going to be like a molly go round. But Becky spun and uh, and hit hit, uh, Bianca on the face. So we'll see if she gets uh, a black eye. But uh, this this match and the next two, heck, even even the Austin-Owens match, very physical. It, it just completely, I think, changed everything because they already beat the heck out of each other. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, Bianca's got, like, a shiner or something, Jordan, because uh, that move did look uh, pretty uh, pretty bad in that. To Michael Cena, uh, Beller's eye looked uh, pretty bad after the match. Yeah, with that uh, flip going around. So at least she didn't get hit on the nose and bust her nose. So, uh, you know, but uh, she might miss, like, a couple of days of action or whatever. Hopefully nothing's broken. It's just a bruise there. But we'll see. Now, the one thing I thought that should have happened after this whole segment, and maybe they're going to do this down the road if they're going to continue this food, is uh, if you, as Philip says, it should have been a hair versus hair match after what happened on Raw. And it is kind of weird because, you know, the uh, the laws of the WWE universe afford momentum usually, like, say, the Monday before pay-per-view, or I'm sorry, premium live event, is that if, you know, somebody attacks somebody, then that person is going to lose at the pay-per-view. It's just a law of averages. It always seems to work out that way. So it's unusual for the face to, to get that kind of advantage and cut Becky's hair. And then, you know, Becky did not get to come up and, uh, at WrestleMania, but a completely different look with the hair. And, um, yeah, it was a fun match. It was an outstanding match. The crowd was into both Becky and Belair, and they popped for the finish. And, uh, Definitely a a great uh, win for Bianca Belair, and again, hopefully the uh, injury 
that she suffered is not too bad. Maybe it's just going to be a black eye at the worst. So next segment comes out, and it's uh, and, and it's Seth Rollins comes out. You know, and I thought maybe he's going to cut a promo and everything. Oh, uh, by the way, um, the the segments it was really because there's no backstage segments done. It everything was really tight uh, with all the promos or uh, you know the setup either what was going on tomorrow or setting up what was tonight. So they did a great job with that. Um, you know, but it does give you time in between matches to to go do what you got to do. If you've seen these packages like 40 times, um, but so, uh, Seth comes out, you know, and he's waiting there, and the lights go out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they brought the fiend back. I knew that wasn't the case. Uh, and then you know, you get the uh, the American Nightmare logo, and you get his music, and you get his music, and lo and behold, yes, he is back, Cody Rhodes. Back in the WWE, holy cow, who would have thought we would have seen that? I will say this. I mean, because that was the big uh, rumor that, um, you know, as soon as uh, Cody was out of uh, AEW, that a lot of people thought, like, you know, one, it was uh, it was a work, which obviously we know it's not. And two, uh, and myself included in this, and I think a lot of people felt that, like, if he's coming to the WWE, he needs to fight Seth Rollins. Now, at some point, he needs to fight AJ Styles, and we'll get to that down the road. But uh, this was a great match. Um, you know, the, the crowd ate it up. Uh, he, he, Cody doing the uh, the somersault, if you will, and then, you know, kind of like, you know, making a Stardust reference, which was great. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a fun match. Uh, the crowd loved it. Uh you know, it, it maybe got a little bit much at the end with the uh, the finishing moves and everything else. Um, and and by the way, the physical part of this match, I, I thought that uh, when Seth was uh, kicking Cody in the face, and you could see Cody's like swollen up, like right here. Um, these guys beat the heck out of each other, and then Cody getting hit in the ribs too, uh, coming off the uh, top rope when Seth hit the drop kick. These guys just beat the uh, the holy heck out of each other. And, um, and Jordan says that uh, he's glad that Rhodes is back. Yeah, he already wore two shirts. I'm happy to see him back. And, and uh, I just hope, okay, we have a great, you know, I would say debut, but a great return. How does WWE keep this going for him? Is he the guy that goes after Roman after this? Uh, you got to keep him in a big program. Maybe he fights Seth again. Maybe this is, uh, you know, which is fine. Uh, the way these guys uh, went after tonight. And I love, you know, Seth making references, you know, this isn't the minor leagues and everything else. It just had a big match feel. And the fact that, I mean, the crowd, you know, just from the Becky uh, Bianca match on was just on fire. And it, and it was incredible. So, uh, yeah, do you give him a title shot? Jordan says you better give him a title shot. Uh, it was just, uh, just so much fun watching this match, seeing the crowd into it. Because, um, you know, it's, it's it was different than like six years ago. And I love the fact they'd make it like he didn't do anything for six years. <laughs> Which I didn't realize he was gone for six years. But they're like, yeah, he's been gone for six years. We're like, well, you know, he hasn't really uh, done anything. Like, we know where he's been. You know, you know, you don't have to say that. I mean, Seth handled that while kind of saying this is not the minor leagues and everything else. Uh, tremendous match. And, um, you know, it will be. As Michael says, interesting to see him go physical against Lashley because that will happen. You know, and and I like that style, you know, and, and maybe that's a guy you can have a program with too because uh, uh, these guys, uh, Seth Rollins and Cody, beat the heck out of each other. 
and um, a fun match. So if you missed any any part of this uh, tonight, uh, definitely go back and watch it. I mean, there'll be some clips online, but definitely, uh, but definitely, don't skip that match. It, it was great, and uh, the crowd absolutely loved it. And ate it up tonight. Uh, the next match was the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match: Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. And uh, it took a couple minutes for this match to get going, but once it did, and there was another physical match where uh, uh, you know they just kind of you know threw each other around and smacked each other around pretty good. And um, you know, I, I wish, um, and if you didn't see it, but there's a great hype video with Ronda Rousey being trained by Shayna Baszler before this match. They didn't really, they did show some of it yesterday at SmackDown, but that was more of a backstage take. They had a different one which is like a five-minute video just on YouTube of her uh, training uh, for this match. And, um, you know, was it a bocce match? Michael calls this a bocce match. Um, you know, it was uh, – I, 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 the last, like, 10 minutes of this match was great. And I have to admit that um, Philip says the match was great, the ending not so much. Um, I was shocked, uh, and Michael, I'm not going to bring up your combo, but yes, that definitely did happen a couple of times. If you seen the screen go dark during a woman's match, um, something fell out. We'll just put it that way. And, uh, so that did happen during the match, but the, uh, the ending, I was surprised because they went back and forth. He had, uh, you know, Rhonda pinning Charlotte and, uh, but then Charlotte's foot was on the rope. Uh, then you had, uh, Charlotte, uh, tapping out to Ronda Rousey. Um, which, by the way, you can see how effective the ankle lock was. And then um, you did have the big boot. Well, Ronda kicking out of natural selection, but then the big boot from Charlotte pinning Ronda, which I did not expect. And, uh, yeah, Charlotte retained. I was wrong about this match. I think everybody probably thought that uh, Ronda would win the uh, SmackDown championship, which uh, makes me wonder, uh, you know, what's next? Or is this feud going to continue? Because it could be like, look, I got you beat. And now it becomes a uh, uh, now it becomes uh, maybe maybe they have a rematch, and maybe it's going to be a submissions match. That's going to be my guess as what's next in this program. I don't think it's over the way this match ended and everything else because Ronda had her beat, but then Charlotte ended up winning uh, the way she did. Now Ronda did get out of the uh, figure eight and everything else. That was something that. Uh, Shayna Baszler taught her in the video how to get out of. I, I wish I would have mentioned the Shayna Baszler angle and everything else, but uh, you know, but a very physical match, uh, a very good match. I, I will still think the uh, Bianca uh, Becky match was a little bit better, but but this is right up there again. Three straight matches in a row that was outstanding, um, and and probably you know would be in the upper end of, of great WrestleMania matches uh, of all time. I'm mean, not like the best of all time, but definitely. Uh, up on that list. And uh, Phillips says, yeah, probably a, a submission match at Backlash. Yeah, I would uh, say that would probably be the case. Uh, you do that and uh, some sort of I quit match. And, and uh, you know, that would that would be fun to watch and everything else. At that point, you know, because, I mean, uh, Ronda's not going to tap out unless Becky does it to her next year at WrestleMania. Unless at this point, you know, next year, Ronda's going to fight, you know, Bianca Belair. Or something else. And for those of you that always complain about the four horsemen, um, four, four horse women, rather, uh, you know, there's other ones in the group. You know, you got Bianca Belair now. She's a superstar. Ronda's there for the year. Uh, at some point, maybe Monday, maybe Oscar comes back. 
Uh, I don't know who else has, has been out. Uh, we'll see who wins the uh, women's uh, uh, tag team championship tomorrow. Because uh, if it's not Rhea Ripley, then I assume that uh, she'll probably go after Bianca Belair, which should be some good matches when we get to that. Uh, by the way, uh, they also, uh, during that, after the uh, Seth Rollins-Cody Rhodes match that I mentioned, uh, they also uh, introduced the, uh, the Class of 2022 Hall of Fame. And uh, it was a, a really cool segment. Uh, so I see the Steiners out there and Shermel and uh, Leon White's family, uh, Vader. And then you had the family of Shad Gaspar, too. And then The Undertaker coming out. If you did not watch Friday's Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, one of the best that WWE has, has, has done throughout the years. Uh, I mean, the Steiners were fun. Uh, they kept things tight. Uh, Shad Gaspar's uh, family was there. Leon White's family was there. I really wish Vader was alive for that moment. Uh, the dude was an amazing wrestler. Uh, go watch some of his WCW. You want to talk about a physical guy? Go watch his WCW matches. Um, and it's outstanding. And then uh, he also had um, The Undertaker and his speech. And it was kind of like uh, watching a uh, TED Talk, by the way. And, um, you know, that is something that, uh, you know, he, he spoke for a long time. Uh, but it's a very emotional night uh, for Shad Gaspar's segment um, with uh, Michael Sizz's Shad Reduction, Looking in Tears. It was a really well done segment. Um, you know, it's not all, uh, often that WWE pulls the uh, heartstrings in that, but that one, man, they they whew, they uh, they did that. And the Jordan saying that uh, the uh, thank you taker not going to lie, that cried a little. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I remember. When I was a wee lad, I remember I actually in 1990, the first pay per view I ever ordered was Survivor Series 1990. And I remember watching that live when The Undertaker came out. And at the time, um, you know, I didn't know what the gimmick was going to be. I, you know, I remembered him uh, being me and Mark in WCW when I would watch it. He's part of the skyscrapers and stuff with, uh, you know, Sid Vicious. Uh, Danny Spivey, uh, you know, I think like Sid got hurt, had a collapsed lung, and you know, it was kind of kind of hit for the skyscrapers. But uh, you know, WCW said, Hey, we don't need you. Uh, you know, he goes to WWE and comes the Undertaker. And who would have thought that dude would be doing that gimmick for 30 years? 30 years being the Undertaker, uh, and an amazing speech. Uh, go watch it, find clips of it if you don't have Peacock. But um, uh, Phillips said Taker had an amazing speech, uh, maybe one of the best speeches. It has to be probably the best speech anybody's done. I think for two reasons is one, you know, they set the show for him to give him as much time as he needed. And two, he wasn't tied down to the microphone. He had a headset on and he was able to walk around and, and just talk. You know, they had the Undertaker uh, costumes there, the, like the different attire from uh, four different eras of the Undertaker. Even the Vince introduction was great too. And when he came out and thanked, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, you hear Taker saying, I love you. And uh, it was just, just a great moment. Uh, and I will say this is that uh, I was I was surprised that uh, I don't think he mentioned Mick Foley. Did I miss that in the speech? Did he not, you know, he talked about, I mean, there's only so many names he can mention. And when Vince was running through the names, I think Vince mentioned Mick Foley. I didn't mention CM Punk. I was wondering if that was going to happen. But uh, but just to hear the, you know, the names, the opponents that he went through, you know, and I think some of the people that are on this chat right now have uh, seen, uh, you know, I saw WrestleMania's uh, 23, 24 in person. 
Uh, so I saw him fight uh, Batista in a pretty good match. And the edge match was pretty good, too, um, in, in that regard. But um, but a good speech. And uh, definitely go back and watch it. And again, like, if, he, if this guy's not doing uh, TED Talks anytime soon, uh, I mean, just is this so different? Have you seen The Undertaker one way and then see this guy come out and give the speech the way he did? He definitely has a, another career. Uh, Robert checking in saying painful to watch. Most of the people on there now are basically jobbers that used to call him since the attitude era. Uh, he's complaining. Uh, you see, you're complaining about WrestleMania tonight, Robert. Um, I, we, a lot of people here think it was a, is a pretty good night, but we are about to get to the last segment of the night, uh, which was, I guess you can call it the main event of the evening, if you will, because it uh, ended up being a uh, the KO show turning into uh, a match between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. And you know what? It was a great trip down Nostalgia Lane. I mean, we knew it was going to be a five-star match. I mean, maybe in AEW they'd say, yeah, it's a five-star match. But uh, but a fun match. Uh, and the fact that Austin took bumps. Steve Austin, who hasn't wrestled in, what, eight, 18 years? Taking uh, taking some serious bumps and stuff. Taking a suplex uh, on, the, uh, on the concrete. Uh, you know, getting thrown over the, uh, the railing. And stuff, uh, yeah, he didn't take a lot of bumps, but he took he took more than I thought he would, because I thought this was going to be like a five minute match. He ended up going about fourteen. Uh, the suplexes on the stage, the Kevin Owens, um, and the dude can drive an ATV. Tell you that he can drive. <laughs> that dude was driving around the ring, and of course, uh, a, a lot of beers and everything else. And um, Phillips didn't like how uh, Owens uh, sold the stunners. Um, you know. Uh, Phil, there's an old segment. If you watch um, on Peacock, there is a uh, um, Scott Hall thing where it's like yearbook or photo book, and they go through photos and stuff. And he talks about how he takes the stunner because he asks a lot of people, and he says, um, you know, I don't want to go down on my knees and everything else because the first time he took the stunner, he didn't like that, so he came up with a different way, which is why at Mania he did that, you know, the big flip that he kind of did, almost what the Byron Sexton did after uh mania tonight but uh it was uh but it was it was a fun segment i mean it was what it was i mean what, what did we expect it to be it was going to be that uh jordan loved the segment tonight uh yeah the dude can go still taking bumps the fact that he got ready for this moment um and it was perfect it was it was set up like the the last you know i like take out the first hour of wrestlemania and it was probably one of the best manias ever but adding in those first uh, hour or so it's going to be an eight out of ten night but but it was uh but it was great uh alicia says stone cold the coolest wrestler ever uh the the pop that he got and, and the fact that i mean he's in texas too but they just ate it up i mean this to show the fact that yeah i mean there were some big crowd moments tonight and, and steve austin and yeah there's a trip down memory lane and everything else uh but it, it was cool to see you saw a guy come back that you just haven't seen, um, you know, after all this time. And, uh, yeah, with all his injuries and everything else, he's gone through Alicia with his, uh, his knees, his neck, his back, everything else. The dude was uh, still kicking butt. Uh, Michael says, my biggest complaint tonight, why did everybody do a suplex in the ring apron tonight? Uh, Big E probably cringed uh, a lot tonight. Uh, yeah, there was a few uh, bumpy spots on there. You know, you did get a few dives on the outside, but not uh, not too much. They seem to like cut down on that spot quite a bit, but that was more of even like an NXT thing. 
where you used to get the uh, suicide dives and everything else. I mean, what do we have? Uh, who did tonight? It was uh, Drew McIntyre, and um, we did have the Cody Rhodes uh, suplex with Seth Rollins going outside the ring, and then a reverse suplex tonight. Um, I don't know. Just uh, you know, maybe just you all know, have the ideas, but the you know producers aren't talking to each other uh, to who's doing what in those uh, particular spots. But that uh, kind of needs to happen a little bit. But um, you did have the uh, yeah the belly to belly tonight on Madcap as well from Drew McIntyre uh, on the outside of the ring too. You know what? Uh, I mean, those injuries happened with um, with. But by the way, we did not get the New Day match with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland, and um, and uh, I guess we'll get that tomorrow. I guess they ran out of time for that. I know some of you guys have tweeted some stuff. I haven't been able to see uh, what was tweeted in regards from Sheamus and Kofi about uh, tomorrow's uh, match. But uh, looking back, um, Philip said, I love that uh, Byron Saxon saw the stunner. I was on the floor laughing. Uh, you knew that was coming, you know, because you remember when Austin came on 316 day during the pandemic and Byron Saxon came out and, uh, you know, he ended up getting a, you know, getting a stunner from uh, Steve Austin at that moment. So you knew that was coming. Uh, and then, of course, uh, when the police showed up, by the way, to take away Steve Austin, or not Steve Austin, Kevin Owens, I saw the two officers come down. I thought for a second, like, you know, that somebody like trying to get in the ring or something. So I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't see what was going on. Um, and they have taken uh, Kevin Owens away uh, in that particular moment, which is a way to get him away. I thought production wise, it wasn't the cleanest night. I, I, I didn't like the fact that there were certain moments where like they cut to the crowd right before a move happened. And it, cause they did, they did that during the uh, Claymore and another part, and I just felt like it was, like, too distracting. And usually they're pretty good at that, but tonight was not good. Um, and production elements-wise, like promos and everything else was great, but the directing uh, was not good. And it kind of bothered me again. We didn't get the shaky camera until the Austin-Owens match when they're outside the ring. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, do we really need to see that stuff? Uh, but a fun night. Um, yeah, bump-wise, yeah, Cody took a lot of bumps. Yeah, his ribs uh, got beat up. His face got uh, uh, mashed up a little bit from those kicks from uh, Seth during the match. But what a fun night. Eight out of ten, right? I think somebody said that as, uh, earlier, too. Eight out of ten on Mania. And just def definitely a uh, fun night, considering the uh, the first two matches, uh, I thought, were, eh, eh, were okay. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. Definitely a fun mania. So uh, you can drop your other comments below and uh, let me know what uh, what you think. But uh, this was definitely very good. I thought the build for this WrestleMania was good compared to last year. And I, I thought this was a really good WrestleMania so far. Let's hope tomorrow can match it because <clears throat> last year, last year's uh, night one was better than night two. And uh, so the card for tomorrow will quickly uh, uh, run through that uh, card. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know. Is this match going to be good tomorrow? Bobby Lashley versus Omas? Uh, I'm not sure about that. But uh, you're also going to get the uh, – I guess we'll get this tomorrow. Is the uh, and We'll see how this match goes. The New Day versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. Uh, you do got uh, this match, which should probably steal the show tomorrow. Edge versus AJ Styles. Uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn will be fun. Uh, and probably some crazy bumps on the Johnny Knoxville side. Uh, and I just hope the women's tag team match gets time tomorrow. And I guess Queen Selena and Carmelo will probably go their own way. We'll see how Corey Graves gets involved in that. Uh, and this match should be good tomorrow, too. The uh, Raw Tag Team Championship with RK Bros, Street Profits, and the Alpha Academy. 
and of course Austin Theory, uh, Theory versus Pat McAfee, and then of course you got the uh, the big match, the unification match with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going on tomorrow. So it should be a uh, a, a fun night to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, who would have thought, Michael? All those words, uh, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you something different with the word botch, uh, just changing the vowels around. But uh, Phillips said the cord, uh, card for tomorrow seems to be uh, much better. Well, you know what? We didn't think much of tonight's show uh, going into it, and it was fantastic. So hopefully uh, tomorrow uh, holds up to that. Alicia says not to miss tomorrow night. Thanks for the recap. Alicia, thanks for hanging out. And uh, what a great night. All right, everybody. It's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. So uh, I'm going to... Um, Get uh, get out of there in just a moment. Post the audio version of this, and then uh, and then we'll do it tomorrow, and we'll see how late uh, WrestleMania goes. But uh, but again, thanks for uh, yeah. I did mention Michael uh, and Edge, uh, Michael. Uh, that we'll probably steal the show tomorrow. But uh, do appreciate you checking us out. And again, if you want to like final episodes or just subscribe to the audio version, if you don't want to look at my face, uh, you search ESPR Wrestling. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, like an iTunes. Give us a nice uh, five-star review. We'd appreciate that. We're under the media tab on the Fox website, 1069fox.com, fm99.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, how you're doing that right now. And make sure you follow, subscribe, ESPR99, and then get the uh, notifications so you know when we go live and you can hang out and chat with us. And, uh, you know, we do it for the big pay-per-views, uh, premium live events, like this and i uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with us tonight and doing it and uh jordan says night dave long live up 99 of the fox jordan thank you for watching thanks for listening and uh good night everybody and make sure you eat sleep podcast and repeat see you tomorrow night have a good one